Famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are so iconic that I just say Famous Amos and it's like I can taste it. Each cookie is filled with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. And the word satisfying is very key there because some cookies are crunchy and brittle, and I don't like that. But Famous Amos has a deep, tooth-sinkable, satisfying crunch that I know and love. And Famous Amos classic bite-sized chocolate chip cookies are bringing back the original recipe that everyone knows and loves. One perfect bite, everything classic in a cookie. Find Famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Can you walk me through the menu a little bit tonight? Tell me, tell me what are the foods that we sure. see here? So tonight we have spinach pie from Greece, paella from Algeria, melanzane, parmigiana, which is made from Naples. We also have a lot of desserts. Yeah, let's go. Let's we go walk ha- over sure. the desserts. Oh my god! I'm at so an good. annual holiday party where attendees bring incredible homemade dishes from all over the world to share. Now, this event is very exclusive. It takes place on a remote island, and it's not open to the public. I'm having a lot of plates shoved in my face suddenly. The spinach pie. The spinach pie, yes, okay. What is this magical place where people fill your plate with all these amazing dishes? Well, the answer involves a guy dealing with the grief of losing his mother and the grandmas who saved him. This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Each week on our show, we obsess about food to learn more about people. Before we get into the show, I have a quick but very important note that I think you're going to be happy to hear, all right? My friends at Sfolini are about to launch their big Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. That means big discounts on all my pastas, Cascatelli, Quattrotini, and Vesuvio. They're great stocking stuffers or teacher gifts or just things to have on hand when you need a gift to go to a party that you got invited to and you forgot to get a bottle of wine. And this sale includes discounts on our holiday gift box, which has all my pastas, plus a special postcard promising the recipient a signed copy of my forthcoming cookbook, Anything's Possible, 81 Inventive Pasta Recipes for Saucy People. On the other side of the postcard is a sneak preview recipe. This is the only way to pre-order a signed copy of my cookbook this holiday season. The pastas and postcards ship immediately. The cookbook ships when it comes out in March. Of course, you can pre-order a standard copy of the book wherever books are sold. Now, the Big Sfolini sale starts this Wednesday, November 22nd, and runs through Monday, November 27th. So shop now at Sfolini.com. That's S-F-O-G-L-I-N-I.com. New York City is divided into five boroughs. Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, and, well, then there's the one that's not so well known. The seemingly faraway land Staten Island. Staten Island's more residential than the other boroughs. It's closer to New Jersey than it is to the rest of the city. So it's kind of suburban, but kind of the city. It's almost like the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is actually attached to Wisconsin, not the rest of Michigan. It's one of those spots that legally is part of one place, but geographically and culturally, it's more part of another. So it ends up being this witch's brew of cultures. To outsiders, it seems the same as everywhere else in the area. But all the locals know that place just a little different. May I have your attention, please? The ferry will be docking shortly. For your safety, all passengers are to remain off stairs, ramps, and landings until... To get to Staten Island, you can drive over a bridge. That's the only way I'd ever gone, and I always got across the bridge and just kept going to the bridge on the other side. So the only part of Staten Island I'd ever seen is the highway that cuts across it. So for my first real visit to this remote corner of the city... I went the fun way, 
I took the Staten Island ferry. In St. George, all passengers must exit the boat. Staten Island is home to about 450,000 people, by far the lowest population of New York's boroughs. That gives it something of a small-town, insulated feel. I saw that as soon as I arrived, when the owner of the restaurant I was visiting pulled up in his car. I'm here for 12 years, so everybody pretty much knows who I am and where I am. And So you, you pulled your car up, you just double parked, that's not actually a space, and then you put an orange parking cone on the roof of your car. Well, I am working. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jody. Uh, my name is Jody Scaravella, and I own Enoteca Maria. I arrived at Enoteca Maria in the afternoon, a couple hours before the party you heard at the start of the show. Because to understand what makes this party special, you have to understand what makes this restaurant special. And for that, you have to understand Jody. I grew up uh, in an Italian family, so every Sunday and holidays, we would go to my grandmother, Domenica, who used to call her Mima, and she would cook up these huge feasts. Your grandmother was Sicilian? Yeah, my grandmother on my mother's side was from Messina and Chaka, and my father's family's from Piacenza, which is around Milano. Jody has a bushy gray beard and round spectacles, kind of like if Santa Claus lost 200 pounds and opened an independent bookstore. And you grew up in Brooklyn. Yes, in Brooklyn, there was 15 kids on my block. We're all about the same age, and they were all Italian. So my view of the world was, was very narrow, quite narrow. Jody's grandparents often made do with very little. So some of the Italian dishes he grew up with aren't the ones you find in most Italian restaurants today. Dishes like the gabuzzel, uh, which is the lamb's head that we have on the menu, um, that represents a time when uh, that's all that they could afford. So for a few pennies, you got this lamb's head, and then you had to feed your family with it, and you had to figure out how to make it something beautiful, which my grandmother did many times. And now the ladies at the Enoteca do. How'd your grandmother do it? first thing you do when you get that is you drop it in a pot of water and you boil it for an hour just to clean it. And then uh, she didn't split the head. So we used to end up with this, uh, this head sitting on a plate in the middle of the table with these big black eyes staring out. And, you know, it seemed so much bigger when I was a little kid. Uh, and then, you know, I remember my grandfather reaching over with his fork to screw out one of the eyeballs because... The eyes go to the head of the household. I don't know why, but that's the way it ends up. And I was terrorized by this whole process. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you have it on the menu here. It's kind of in, in honor of, of my grandmother because she used to make it. So I have, I have things on the menu that kind of bring me back. But it is interesting because so much of Italian cooking now as Italian-Americans have assimilated into America, there's a lot of very nice Italian restaurants people go and spend a lot of money at. I think people have, some people may have sort of forgotten that so many of those dishes were born out of poverty. I mean, every uh, culture has their starch. Uh, Northern Italian, they'll use rice. You'll see a lot of rice. Southern Italian, you'll see the pasta. You know, who's using yucca and who's using potatoes and, you know, something to fill the bellies. So those poverty-driven dishes are very important to me, and I think they really represent the true nature of, of food. Italians, you know, nobody was wasting anything. 
And if there was any bread left over from yesterday, they would take that bread and they would soak it in water. If they had milk, they would soak it in milk and mix that with the meat. And they would expand that meat with this day-old bread. And you get a meatball, which is so much better than just meat or meat and breadcrumbs. And that's how we do it here. We make bread. And then we let it get stale. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah, and yeah. then we, we use it to create that, that meatball, which you're going to love. Oh, my God. I can't wait. What do you think about the fact that Italian food in America has become increasingly high end? I think that there's a lot of wonderful chefs that do a great job uh, interpreting what those dishes are supposed to be. You know, personally, I... I like to go right to the source. So I want to I meet that grandmother where that recipe came from because she's that repository. She's the person that takes that culture forward, and she got that from her mother and from her grandmother. So that's what I'm interested in. When Jody says he's more interested in meeting the grandmother the recipe came from, he doesn't just mean it metaphorically. This is actually the idea behind Enoteca Maria. All the chefs are grandmas, or nonas, Italian for grandma. From the time Jody opened the restaurant, this was how he wanted it. I lost my grandmother about 20 years ago, and I lost my mom now. It uh, has to be 14 years ago, and my sister about 13 years ago. So I lost all those matriarchal figures in my life. Uh, I inherited a little bit of money from my mom, um, her name was Maria. That's my grandmother and my sister, my mom right there. So their I named are, it. Their pictures are up yeah, on the wall. So I named it after my mom. It's Enoteca Maria. And uh, I think subconsciously I was just trying to comfort myself. It was a Band-Aid for, uh, for my suffering, you know, trying to recreate that, that comfort zone. So, uh, and, and everything that kind of happened afterwards, it just came out of that. None of it was planned. And am I right, from day one, you had the idea that we're going to have grandmas in here cooking? From day one, uh, well, I put an ad in the Italian newspaper, American OG, and it said, Cercasi uh, Casalinga per Cucinare Regional Tipical, which basically means we're looking for housewives to uh, cook these regional dishes. Uh, and uh, the place was being built out, so I uh, invited all of these women to my home. I live uh, about a 12-minute walk from here. And all of these ladies started showing up at the house with these dishes of food for me to try. And they came with their husbands, and they came with their kids, and they came with their grandkids, and they came with their neighbors. And I had a house full of people with plates of food. It was like a Fellini movie. <laughs> and, uh, and some of these ladies were grandmothers. And, you know, all of a sudden, you start to get all warm and fuzzy. And, and that's how it was born. Jody opened Enoteca Maria in 2007. He had a core group of Italian nonas from the community as the chefs. And for the menu, they just adapted the dishes they'd been cooking for years in their own homes for a larger crowd. And the response was huge. News outlets, Facebook fans, just a lot of buzz. And for good reason. I mean, as Jody put it, these ladies have hundreds of years of cooking expertise coming out of their fingertips. So things were going well. Then, 2015, eight years after opening, Jody decided to make a change. He saw that while the chefs and the food were all Italian, the people coming to eat there were from all over the world. So he thought, 
why not let the food and the nonas be too? So I just felt it was, it was right that we represent everybody's culture. Here's how it works now. Each night there are two kitchens running simultaneously. In one, an Italian nona, Nona Adelina, prepares Italian dishes. In the other, there's a rotation where nonas from all over the world take turns preparing their cuisine on different nights. So just list for me some of the non-Italian nonas who who are regulars here and where they're from. Well, yesterday, uh, Nona Rosa from Lima, Peru, cooked. And on Saturday, Nona Carmen from Buenos Aires uh, cooked. But there's also there's Sri Lanka and there's India and there's Syria, there's Palestine. And you'll meet most of those ladies tonight. Coming up, I attend Enoteca Maria's annual holiday party, which means I'll be in a room with 20 grandmas all competing to feed me. Stick around. Time to cook up some advertisements. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, a business tripper, or a long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. They've got over 7,000 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels, and you will get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. I especially love those Cambria Hotels. They have locally inspired hotel bars with all kinds of specialty cocktails, downtown locations right in the center of all the action. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces. That way, if you're a business traveler, you'll be able to get all your work done. On-site restaurants, fantastic. And then at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles and great pools for the whole family and spacious rooms. I mean, if you have kids, you understand the importance of the pool. If you stay at a hotel with a pool, Almost nothing else matters. Fortunately, all the choice hotels take care of all the other stuff too, but I mean, a pool is a great start. Whatever kind of vacation you're going on, whatever kind of travel you're doing, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. The weather's warming up. Have you nailed down your summer travel plans yet? I can tell you, we're working on ours and things are booking up, which is why you should be thinking about Norwegian Cruise Line. They have been raising the standards of cruising for more than 55 years. Let me tell you, when you cruise with NCL, you get award-winning specialty restaurants, immersive entertainment, and the most thrilling experiences at sea. Now, look, one of the great things about cruises in general is that you can visit and explore all kinds of different destinations, all with the ease of unpacking your bag just once. But Norwegian Cruise Line... They take cruising to another level and they take food to another level. With no set dining and entertainment times and no formal dress codes, you have the flexibility to design your ideal vacation. They have an incredible variety of truly authentic and fresh dining and bar experiences complemented by exceptional service. Listen to this. There are up to eight complimentary and nine specialty dining options per ship and up to 23 bar and lounge options. Come see why NCL's guest first philosophy means exceptional service and unforgettable memories. Book your next vacation at ncl.com. 
few years back, my friend Justin Warner from Food Network moved out to South Dakota. He opened a ramen joint, and he is always posting pictures of all the great food he's not only cooking, but eating all over South Dakota. He's always telling me to come visit. And you know, one of the best ways to experience a new place is to eat your way through it. But it's equally important to live your way through it, too. And when you summer in South Dakota, you can fill up on all the lake days, hikes, rides, and small-town strolls that'll leave you with a regained sense of wonder and a hunger to do it all over again. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at Travel South Dakota. At Boar's Head, delicious is in the details, and you see that in their incredible selection of hummus flavors. Boar's Head hummus is expertly crafted to achieve the perfect balance of creamy texture and refined taste. You can taste those chickpeas, you can taste the tahini, you can taste a little bit of acidity, it's got it all. I especially love their roasted red pepper hummus made with fire-roasted peppers. You can even taste a little bit of that char. It's perfectly dippable. It's perfectly spreadable. This is the kind of thing you always want to have on hand in your refrigerator. Dip, scoop, spread, or smear boar's head hummus to your heart's content. Hummus so extraordinary, it can only be boar's head. Compromise elsewhere. Welcome back to The Sporkful. I'm Dan Pashman. Last week on the show, I talked with cocktail expert Tiffany Barrier, a.k.a. The Drinking Coach. She spent years as the beverage director at One Flew South, an upscale restaurant in the Atlanta airport that has a bar known as one of the best airport bars in the world. Um, there is a fun drink that I made that was all yellow. I created it because everybody was really gloomy that one week. Travel was just awful and weather was bad. And I'm like, we need color. We need variety. We need, we need something that hits the dining room and makes people pop. I used some golden beets in this drink. Everything in the cocktail was yellow, lemon juice, beets, yellow chartreuse, and I called it the Yellow Brick Road. In this episode, Tiffany puts on her drinking coach hat and shares some cocktail tips for all of us that I think you're going to really enjoy. That one's up now. Check it out. Okay, back to the show. The dining room at Enoteca Maria is long and narrow, lots of exposed brick and an open kitchen in the back. It was the night of the restaurant's annual holiday party, which is not open to the public. It's a potluck event just for the knownness, and everyone brings something. One by one, they came in, each with plates or aluminum trays filled with food covered in foil. I met an Italian nona named Maria, so when she cooks in the second kitchen, it means there are two different takes on Italian food in the same night. Hello. Hi, how are you? Dan. How are you? Thank you. That's Nona Maria. Nona Maria, nice to meet you. Yeah, I cook over here. Okay. Welcome. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. How long have you been cooking here? Three years. Three years. What are some of your favorite dishes to cook? Lasagna, bacala e patate, zucchini parmigiana, bring it right Oh, zucchini parmigiana. Very nice. So, a lot of things, you know. Why is your lasagna the best? Because everybody likes lasagna. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Like gnocchi, you know, ravioli. What is your favorite thing about working here? Uh, for me. For you, uh, why does it make you happy? Happy because I like work. I like people. Because when I was small, uh, in Italy, I have a bar. You had a bar in Italy? Bar in Italy. So uh, I like people. That's my life. More Nonas came in, and there were lots of warm embraces. They don't get to see each other that often since most of them work on different nights. There are about 30 Nonas right now. Some only cook once a year, others cook every month. They plan their menus in advance and send Jody a list of groceries ahead of time. The Italian Nona who always works in the kitchen, Nona Adelina, she lends expertise to the newer chefs who might be cooking for a large group for the first time. 
Next, I met Dolly, or Nona Dolly. She's from Sri Lanka. She's been cooking at Enoteca Maria for about two and a half years. I cook so many things. One is I make hoppers. What are, what are hoppers? Hoppers is a crepe. Crepe. You can put an egg in the center. Okay. Or you can put, uh, some put milk. Thick coconut milk with sugar. Oh. That's known as the milk hopper. This cake I brought is what my mother, grandmother, what we make. What kind of cake is it? Christmas cake. It's all fruits. Very sweet. Lots of calories, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you when you came here? My 30s. Okay. And so, what was the role of cooking and food for you here in the U.S.? I came as a babysitter. So I used to cook there. Then that lady was also a Sri Lankan. So she knew I could cook. So she used to tell me, Dolly, if you can cook, uh, this person wants this, this person wants this. They want rolls, they want cutlets. Oh, she, she had you cooking for the other families? Her friends. Okay. <laughs> so everybody who came there to eat used to thank me before they went. <laughs> saying the food was good because I used to cook. Right. Next, I met Nona Plumitsa from Chios, Greece, who was there with her daughter, Maria. Hi, Hello, Nice to meet you. Okay. My English not so. That's okay. Maria, I'm sorry. I know you just walked in. But you, you mind if we chat with your mom a little bit? Maybe you can help. You can translate. Okay. Okay. First off, just how long have you been working here? I started September 26, 2016. So you don't need a translator. Ah uh, no, no everything. <laughs> yeah, no. How are you feeling? before you came in here for the first time? I know your husband had just passed away. What were you feeling in your life? Uh, I'm so sad. I don't want to see nobody and I cry. Uh, my children work in a job, me by myself in a home. You're by yourself? Yeah, by myself. So I'm crying. Maria saw me so nervous. She was depressed at home and didn't have anything to do and so you know, I saw the advertisement on the computer, and I just said that this would be a nice um, um, this would be a nice distraction for my mother to get over her grief for my father. So this is how we, uh, we we began, and I didn't even tell her really. I just told her let's just pass by this restaurant. I didn't tell her the real reason for it. And why? I, because I thought that she would get overwhelmed. I said, why don't we just come to see this on your birthday, which was September fourth. Maria said to me, Mark, come to Staten Island to, to see this restaurant with this ladies thing. Then grandmother said, so okay. And they came here and I met with met and Nona Maria was in the kitchen with Nona Adelina and they were chopping tomatoes, they were cooking. And so my mother just basically went straight for them in the open kitchen and they started, I think they were even hugging and stuff, but they don't even know each other. <laughs> and then through their uh, nonverbal communication, through their mannerisms, they started communicating and uh, showing each other how to, you know, how they make their dishes. And so this is how they became connected right away. Plumitsa says that most of the time she was married, her husband refused to let her work. There was a period where she defied him and found a job in a school cafeteria, but mostly she was at home. Now, once a month, she's the chef at Enoteca Maria. What, what are some of the specialties of your island and your village? 
everything. They make an octopus, and they make an eggplants, eggplants like a moussaka, eggplant stew with meat, stew, veal stew with potato, and carrots. Another one, lachanondormades, stuffed cabbage. Stuffed cabbage. Yeah, and they make every year. So now I'm very happy here, yeah, very nice uh, things for make food, for nice lady, for uh, that's it, I'm very happy. She has a big following, all these friends that she's just, um, you know, and also reconnected with people from her past because somehow CNN, um, I think CNN was here or something, and so uh, CNN in Greece got a hold of the story, and then all of a sudden she became a, you know, a little mini celebrity over there or overnight, and uh, she was in all the newspapers over there. Wow. Even on the side, we, at home, we make videos all the time of her recipes. I have her on a YouTube channel, <laughs> you know. I mean, this is like a, a second job for me. You're the social media director. Yes, I think so. Right. I'm becoming, yeah. When she started at the restaurant, and the reception from the customers, I haven't seen something like this before. They were actually calling her from the kitchen to come and meet her. They were hugging her and they were like clapping for her and kissing her. And it was just kind of like something I've never seen that happen at a restaurant before. Right. <laughs> yeah. After meeting all the Nonas, it was finally time to eat. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Oh, yeah. oh I've been that handed a plate. Amazing. Oh, oh, thank you. Melon's on it. Here you go. Melon's on it, Piani. Oh, no. You ha- I'm having a lot of plates shoved in my face suddenly. The spinach pie. The spinach pie, yes, okay. Melanzane is a baked eggplant dish. There was paella and tuna cakes and Russian pierogies. There was Dolly's Christmas cake and an Armenian dessert called pakablit, similar to a donut. I mean, I could go on and on. Then, of course, there was the spinach pie, the spanakopita. It was made by Nono Plumitsa, who you heard a minute ago. This is the great thing about working with Nona's is that they all want you to eat. They, they, oh, they gave you something oh from my God. I'm trying to, I'm, Italy, just, something from Greece. These here are you have. This is homemade yes. right here? Yes, homemade, delicious, sells out every time she makes them for us. Delicious, huh? It's so good. It's so much better than the frozen ones at the grocery store. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the pastry. Just listen to this crisp. Mm. Everybody like uh, the spinach. Yes, but this is good. It's very good, thank you. Make more spinach. I will, I will. I gotta make sure I try everything. I gotta tell Nona Maria. I gotta grab I gotta grab a fork to try the zucchini parm. I think Maria's gonna get upset if I don't eat it very soon. Okay. I'm going into the zucchini parm. What's that? Zucchini parmigiano. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh my God, this is so good. No, no, Maria, the zucchini parmesan is bellissimo. You like it? Very good, yes. Say, don't like it, that's why. Yes, oh, so good. You know, a lot of times in America, yes. when they make parmigiana, they, they put lots of mozzarella cheese, yes. but no parmigiana. Ah, no parmigiana, yeah. yeah. They don't know to put the parmigiana on the parmigiana. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yeah. Salute. Salute. I was doing my best to try everything, but it was intense. You know how your grandma pushes food on you? Imagine a party with 20 grandmas where you're the only grandchild. 
They all wanted me to try the thing they made, and they all wanted to make sure I liked it. And when I did like it, they wanted me to have more. As the party progressed, trays of food started getting passed all over the place. Oh, what's that one? What's that one coming by? It's Larissa's. Larissa's? Yeah. It's a Russian? It is a Russian pierogi. I speak Russian. Okay, this is a pierogi, like, like a pierogi. Yes, pierogi. Right. Inside meat. Meat and, uh, and onion. Ground meat. Ground meat and onion. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going in. Oh. Oh my god. The spicing on this one and the beef. I don't even know what that spice is, but it's so good. It's got the sweet onions. It's salty and doughy. Every food at this event feels like a hug. Everything is so good, but I can't finish everything that these Nonas have been giving to me because I would literally die. But I also feel like if I leave some on my plate and they see that, that's going to be a problem. So I need to kind of discreetly do something with these plates, discreetly dispose of them. In the end, I think I managed to try just about everything. As the party slowed down, I checked in with Jody. He opened this restaurant 12 years ago after his mother and grandmother passed away. Now here he was, surrounded by mothers and grandmothers. What do you think your mom and your grandmother would have thought of, of, these, of this crowd? Well, you know, I only wish they were here now to celebrate uh, this Christmas with us. That's, that's, that's my wish. Yeah. Holidays are the hardest. Do you feel that opening this place has done for you what you hoped it would do? Um, that's a, that's a question, um, that I ask myself often. Um, I think after you lose your mom, you kind of feel orphaned and it's very difficult. It was very difficult for me. I think this has helped me through that, uh, that grieving process. Um, but I think there's something about losing your mom that you never really get over that. That's Jody Scaravella from Enoteca Maria on Staten Island. My thanks to him, as well as Paola Vento, the restaurant's manager, and to Nona Maria, Nona Dali, Nona Larissa, Nona Plamitza, Plamitza's daughter Maria, and all the other Nonas for including me in their holiday celebration and for feeding me so well. Since I first visited Enoteca Maria in 2018, they've added a few more Nonas to the mix, including from Uzbekistan, Trinidad and Tobago, Egypt, Azerbaijan, and Bangladesh, among others. And the Nonas also teach free one-on-one cooking classes at the restaurant. If you're interested, visit enotecamaria.com to sign up. Reminder to hit up the big sale at Sfolini's website starting this Wednesday. Get your pasta, get your cookbook, gift set, get it all. If you like this episode or any recent Sporkful episodes, I hope you'll tell your friends to check out our show. And please make sure to subscribe to the podcast in whatever app you use to listen. That way you won't miss the next one. In Apple Podcasts and Spotify, go to our show page and hit follow. You can do it right now while you're listening. Thanks. Next week, I talk with British food writer Fuchsia Dunlop about the many years she spent eating her way around China. She'll talk about how she went from eating like a European in Sichuan to immersing herself so completely that she felt she'd lost her identity. Hear more about that next week. 
While you're ready for that one, check out last week's episode with the drinking coach, Tiffany Barrier. This episode was originally produced by me, along with... Ngofen Putubuele. It was edited by... Tracy Samuelson. The Sporkful team now is senior producer... Emma Morgenstern. And producer... Andres O'Hara. Our engineer is... Jared O'Connell. Music help from Black Label Music. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher Studios. Our executive producers are Colin Anderson and Nora Ritchie. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And I'm Nicole Taylor from Brooklyn, New York, reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better. deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.